back to the It's Just Bore podcast paper review. I'm Joanna Reardon. I'm Eve Tallon. One of the big news stories on today is that Joanna's got her hair done. So how was your trip to the hairdressers? <laughs> I feel about 10 pounds lighter, guys. I am so stoked. Thanks for the support. Um, thanks for being a part of the process of me giving out about my hair. Um, but <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. But if we have an action-packed show full of absolute good news and record-breaking yeah. and so much. So let's get into it. Yeah, so uh, first things first, there is big news as the Irish rowing team have qualified two boats for the Olympic Games. So the women's four and the lightweight double made their qualification time at the weekend. It was massive news for everyone. I think the expectation was there that the four uh, would be in with a good shot, but the lightweight double were certainly in the underdogs. And the last year, uh, you know, the extra year that they have gotten certainly has played to their advantage. The four won uh, their race. They, you know, they progressed through the rounds very well, and they won the final. And um, so it's it's certainly a boat to watch as we head towards the the Tokyo Olympic Games. The lightweight double came third. Uh, it was the third of three qualifying places. And um, so the reason that there was actually three qualifying places available in the lightweight double was because another country actually pulled out. So it's, it really was a, a great opportunity for the Irish to get themselves in there. And we're delighted to see the lightweight double of Margaret Kremen and Aoife Casey qualify. We'll hopefully be chatting to them soon on the podcast. So definitely watch out for that. This weekend at Lucerne, there will be the World Cup 2, and this will feature uh, a number of Irish crews again. So we will see Aileen Crowley and Monica Dukarska in the pair. They are the pair that will be going to the Tokyo Olympic Games. Then we will have Tara Hanlon and Claire Fierick also competing in the pair event. And then we will have two-time world and European champion Sunita Pushpore in the women's single and we'll also have lightweight scholar Lydia Heafy uh, competing as well. All eyes will be on Sunita as she makes her debut this season uh, you know people will be wondering how is she going to um, you know compare to everybody at the moment what kind of stage is she at because she's certainly a medal hopeful for the Tokyo Olympic Games. Over in athletics we had more big news as Rashida Adelecki broke the 200 meter record uh, she's certainly got a shot now at getting into those Tokyo Olympics as well. She took the record from Phil Healy uh, who was very very uh you know commending of of Rashida which is great to see they're all excited uh to be pushing Irish sport forward so Phil said massive congratulations Rashida insane run and unreal performances across all distances to date no doubt there's plenty more to come great to see her I have such uh support for a teammate in the US Shifa Claire Butner and Georgie Hartkin were in action at a track meet and um, there was great running from the Irish with Shifra finishing second in the 1500 meters in time of 4.13.96. It's not her main event, so she'll be just, uh, you know, getting started this season and uh, focusing on the 800 over the coming months. Uh, Georgie Hardigan competed in the 800 meters. She ran 203.48 in her season opener. Her personal best of uh, in indoors is 201. So we'll be looking at her. She'll definitely uh, go faster over the coming season as that indoor time was just from a couple of months ago. Nadia Power is in action at the Continental Tour, a Continental Tour Gold in Ostrava tomorrow. That's between 5 and 7 p.m. and will be available on uh, Sport TG Cahir. So definitely tune in to see some of the top talent across the world and what might be in store for some of the Olympic Games because I know Daphne Shippers is in action as well and some of the other uh, big names. Yeah, no, it is uh, very exciting, Niamh, um, to see all the records being broken um, and to see the uh, rowing as well going so well. Um, I was informed by uh, my ex-UCC uh, scholarship officer 
that um, the two girls, Margaret, uh, Margaret in particular actually took my uh, scholarship uh, spot. So uh, best of luck to Margaret uh, and everything that she is doing. Um, and no doubt she is representing UCC a lot better than I certainly could. Um, <laughs> and we do wish obviously all the rest of the uh, rowing girls all the best as well. Um, in kayaking news, there was racing over the uh, last week at the European Canoe Sprint Championships in Hungary. This was the last chance um, for uh, Irish uh, qualifiers to secure a place at Tokyo. Um, if you qualify for the final in the K1 200, um, it wasn't good enough because you had to qualify in the top two spots. Um, Jenny Egan, unfortunately, finished um, eighth which was a little bit disappointing um, for her. She's a, a great credit to her country and an incredible ambassador um, for the canoe sprints and for kayaking in general. Um, it is a very difficult sport to qualify for as there are very limited numbers. Um, so the odds kind of were against her a little bit, but, you know, um, Jenny's a tough cookie. She, we all kind of had hopes that she'd pull through, but fingers crossed anyways, it won't be the last we'll see of Jenny. We have better news in modern pentathlon because Natalia Coyle finished fifth in the World Cup final uh, with 25th place for Sai Brassel. It moves her up actually in the Olympic rankings, but her attention will be turned to the World Championship in June where there will be massive points um, to be won. Um, it's obviously a great experience for both athletes. I think Natalia Coyle had tweeted that the format is basically an Olympic format. So it was great, to her, great for her to get the experience and to see what she could be up against. And I mean, she came fifth, which is obviously quite good and she knows the standard now. So she'll hopefully push on and uh, fingers crossed for her at the Olympics and fingers crossed for Saiv as well that she will move up the rankings and qualify as well. It's great to have two people involved. Um, um, so yeah best of luck to everyone yeah no definitely we are seeing five inch closer and closer so fingers crossed uh, she she bags that olympic qualification and this will be natalia's third olympic games and she improves every year so fingers crossed um, i know she's aiming for a podium finish there's lots of action in swimming at the moment um it, it kicked off on monday at the the european competition so the four by 100 meter relay team um, finished 12th with a new national record. That was with Mona McSharry, Danielle Hill, Victoria Patterson and Aaron Reardon. We'll be waiting to see if there is a possibility of Olympic qualification. You have to be within the top 16 rankings to get that qualification spot. So it certainly uh, bodes well that they're, um, you know, finished up in 12th place. Mona McSharry has progressed to the 100 meter breaststroke semi-final after a 106.97 swim. Uh, the first Irish mixed relay team race today, the, uh, the 4x200 mixed relay, and they've advanced to the final uh, following a new Irish record in a time of 7.51.24. This team had Max McCusker, Brendan Hyland, Naomi Trait and Victoria Catterson, who will be racing the final tonight. On Thursday, we will see the mixed 4x100m medley. We will also see the uh, Neve coin in action on Saturday in the 50m breaststroke, as well as the mixed 4x100m freestyle. And then on Sunday, we will have the women's four by 100 meters medley relay as well. So we'll be looking for um, top finishes. I, you know, we want to see those relay teams heading to Tokyo and it's certainly within their grasp. And um, so keep uh, tuning into RT player over the next couple of days to see the action. Also in um, in a different part of Europe, we have the World Para Swimming European Championships. Nicole Turner was in her first event uh, today in the 200 meters IM. Uh, she finished in third place in 3.11.78 in her heat and will go on to compete in finals tonight. Roshi Nureen has been in three events so far. She competed in the 100 metres butterfly on day one and finished in sixth place. She then finished fourth in the final of the 100 metres breaststroke, swimming a new personal best, uh, also advancing to finals. And uh, she then finished fourth in her heat 
and the 100 meter freestyle today and um, which we, we should be in the that final tonight she's four more events to go so she's a busy a busy woman um in this competition and we look forward to seeing um nicole and roisin in action during the rest of the week um yeah it's crazy when roisin literally came off the flight for the qualifiers in uh, ireland for the national competitions she literally just got off the plane got her goal the test was obviously negative and then copped straight into the pool so she is a very busy uh, lady a much more exciting 16 year old i think than a lot of people um in diving news there was two finals for claire crying at the european aquatic championships she finished ninth in the three meter three meter springboard and eighth in the one meter springboard she's currently the irish record holder in both events um newly qualified for the olympics tanya watson finished 10th in the 10 meter platform she scored 275.10 points um kira mcging was also in action in the 10 meters but unfortunately did not advance to the final she finished 13th overall missing out on a final by a very very cruel um one place so all good news anyways around the diving i think diving is like my secret going my new obsessive sport for the olympics i think it's going to be my one like i i yeah think it's I could an exciting it sport in triathlon, Carolyn Hayes is competing in Tokyo a year after the Olympic uh, qualification process was suspended. She has finished in 42nd place in a time of two hours, two minutes and two seconds. So that's very easy to remember. She will be competing over the next few months, hoping to secure her place at the Olympic Games. Her best six races will, will count towards uh, improving her 51st world ranking. Um, you know, to try and get that qualification spot. In hockey news, Ireland were playing Scotland in a two-game series. Ireland had convincing wins with the results at 5-1 and 4-1. These are the final games before the Euro Hockey Championships kicks off in the Netherlands. The team heading to the tournament will be announced this Thursday. In golf news, Olivia Mahaffey uh, was, is in action at the Nationals this weekend at Greyhawk. It's her last few weeks with Arizona State as she starts to prepare um, her professional golfing career. Olivia is going to make her professional debut at the Symmetra Tours Mission in Resort and Club Championship. So we wish her um, all the best with uh, moving forward in her professional career. It's great to have so many golfers um, in the professional uh, rankings at this stage in in LGFA news, for a second year in a row, unfortunately, there will be no under 14, under 16 or under 18 season for ladies football. The Ladies Gaelic Football Association defended their decision, citing player welfare as a key factor, highlighting underage players will be playing five days a week uh, from July to August because of overlapping club and inter-county games in both uh, Camogie and football. An All-Ireland Championship is obviously organised uh, for the male players. LGFA did uh, claim very few boys actually played under-17 uh, football in comparison to adult ladies football, which, um, yeah. It's a bit weak. Um, <laughs> Yeah, bit ox. Um, Cork Leaders Football uh, Committee hit out saying, what message are we sending to these girls? Um, you were too weak to handle the multiple facets of life, but a boy can. Obviously, it's just incredibly disappointing mm-hmm. and um, frustrating for everyone involved. I think given how we know how safe outdoor uh, sports is, we know that this isn't, this is a radical year. So it's not the COVID. They're, they're, they're not even, they're no. not even referring to it as COVID, you know, um, it, they're they're talking about the the five games during the week and that kind of thing but like realistically it's it's july and august so they're going to be off school so there's plenty of time for rest and recovery and really managing um you know players game time and that type of thing and um, this is it yeah, like I and as i said it's, it's a it's a radical like this is a once 
up like this yeah. is once ever this is going to happen you know yeah. so i think you'd actually kind of gear yourself up i know clubs obviously will struggle you know a lot of you know would be like using a lot of their underage and their senior adult but mm-hmm. i think a lot of them would understand that given the year that's in it i think people actually are crazy to go out and play football and people really really yeah. want to and people are crazy to watch football irrespective of what it is so i think it is a really bad decision overall from the mm-hmm. lgfa and i think as the cork statement obviously said it doesn't really send out a good message to girls you know i think yeah. boys are obviously in a similar position in clubs here i know my own local club like a couple of the underage boys would have to play senior to make up mm-hmm. numbers they don't care they're happy to do yeah, whatever they need to do absolutely and i think as well as 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 both male and uh ladies footballers will actually tell you the younger you are the more exciting it is the more you mm-hmm. want to go out and play games the more energy you have you don't want to be training you want to be um playing games so an incredibly disappointing in my opinion um statement from the lgfa it was a bit weak as you said in what they said um and i think they really had run out of excuses they couldn't yeah. use COVID. they couldn't use um anything else so i don't know there was just really no reason for it and i think something does and honest have to be done i think one of the arguments that has come up is in relation to the fact that like you can play under 14s or under 16s or under 18s for a finite period of time where you can play adult level and you know sport for you know, Forever. once you once you're over eighteen, or I, you could be playing from the time you're sixteen, or whatever it might be. So there's there's no limit on that, um, and I, I think it's just really disappointing. And, and particularly like, um, you know, are some of these clubs more competitive at underage level? You know, might they have more opportunities at underage level than than at adult level? And um, you know, it and it doesn't encourage athletes to want to stay because you know you also have to remember that these are you know junior athletes they're not being kind of afforded the opportunity to compete this year so then to get the opportunity to compete they have to go up into the adult setup where they mightn't be developed enough to get a spot on the team like you would expect that a lot of the players might kind of be the subs or and you know whatever the position may be like obviously you may have some people that are the you know part of the starting team but um you know if you have a whole team move up there's only a certain number of um you know players on the pitch at one time so you can't just put your whole under 18s team on the pitch because you want to give them a game and so yeah it's it's not promising for kind of future development um, it's going to have people lose interest in the sport and um, yeah I agree bad decision by the LGFA and it's just very disappointing I think all around in Rugby Sevens news there was a three day tournament uh, between Ireland, France and Great Britain um, Ireland were very competitive with France they had one win and two losses but one of the, the first game was actually very very close and they lost by only two points they played Great Britain and they had two losses and a draw in the final match. So they seemed to improve as the as the tournament went on against um, GB. So maybe they got to know the, the team a bit better and, um, you know, pinpoint some of their weaknesses a bit more to, to go up against them. And uh, we certainly look forward to some more action soon. I remember the first time I watched a Ruby Sevens match and it's just so quick. There's so much going on. Uh, it's, it's a really exciting game. So that's uh, all we have for you this week in sport. Uh, lots going on, lots more to come. Definitely tune into all the different competitions that are coming. There'll be more coming um, over over the next few weeks. So um, yeah, that's all for now. If you want to tune into us on social media, follow us uh, on her sport at hersport.e on Instagram and Twitter. And Joanne, what are your Instagram and Twitter handles? Yep, if you want to see me flooding your timeline with Barca Femini winning the UEFA Women's Champions League, by all means hit me up on social at Joanne underscore OX on Twitter and at Joanne OR. I mean, Visca Barcelona, what can I say? I'm a happy gal, haircut, European champ. It's not a bad week for me so far. <laughs> a, good week, a good week and it's only, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> see you later, Niamh. Brilliant, bye.